Turned On with Sue and John is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Ready for a little undercover fun? With Connection, you are always on a secret spy mission for the most intense orgasm that will not be detected by anyone. This is more than a vibrator. It's your partner in crime for a sneaky escapade or a third accomplice when you're doing the nasty with your partner. Get yours at EdenFantasies.com slash Turned On or click their banner at TurnedOnPodcast.com. This is the podcast for passionate, sex-positive, and pervy people. Entertaining and informative discussions about the latest in sex and sexuality. From ethical non-monogamy to kink to dating and romance and everything in between. She is legendary syndicated talk show host and sex therapist Sue McGarvey. He is notoriously naughty international radio host John the Milkman Milky. This is Turned On with Sue and John. Hello, Sue McGarvey. Hey, good morning, handsome. How are you? Uh, you know, just over here being handsome. Can't help myself. <sighs> yep, and modest. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots to talk about today, including um, some amazing things that have been posted in our kinky confessional. We'll get to that. Ooh, I love our kinky confessional. I it's do too. so much fun. Every time I get one, I'm like, ooh, what are they going to say today? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? My reaction, I'll be like in the middle of, you know, prepping dinner or whatever else. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah, kinky confessional came in. Go to kinky, go to get turned on podcast. Write it up. Come on. Yep. You must have a secret fantasy. You must. Yeah. Sweetheart, do you mind just stirring this for a little minute? I, I, I got to read something. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, let's begin here. Men who pay for sex and some surprising findings. Ooh, it was great. It came out of Berlin, go figure. I don't know if you've been reading about Berlin. They had this thing about the German farmers who were like bringing their tractors into downtown Berlin because they were pissed off. I said, that's a group I wouldn't want to piss off, German right. farmers. Yeah, <laughs> but they were talking about how the, the erotic uh, portal erobella.com has released its findings of a large client survey you know with you know almost 1300 men participating and it's it's a basically an erotica an erotic site but they have you know and they do have um you know all kinds of videos etc but they've also got some escorts and it turns out that every third client on that site pays for sex Men in relationships are far more frequent to pay for sexual services compared to single men, and they ask them why. Turns out they could tell about their secret fantasies, like our confessional. They could talk about their fetishes, and it was a no-judgment zone. And And they also thought, you know, desire, curiosity... Also, emotional factors played a crucial role in the purchase of sexual services. And, and it, it rem- I'm reminded of that scene, the opening scene of The Sopranos, where Tony Soprano picks a, a, you know, a, a psychiatrist, a female psychiatrist to go and talk to because you can't talk to a psychiatrist. And that would get him tossed out of the, you know, the mafia. Forget killing anybody. Forget anything bad if he was going to a psychiatrist. So it was really secret. So it had to be a woman because then everybody thought he was having an affair with her. Right. And that was fine. That was fine. So men who pay for sex often carry a negative stigma, but, you know, but the clients of sex workers. So they had this multifaceted survey, which I'm finding absolutely fasc- you know, fascinating, but it's really that they wanted to, they've, you know, that they wanted a sensual emotional experience and the surveyed men valued a clean environment wish for sex workers to enjoy the encounter as well. And surprising their own sexual satisfaction was not a top priority. Only one in four men expect to orgasm during a session with a sex worker. 
right? That they disregards and it contradicts the assumption that clients of of sex workers are selfish and disrespectful towards women. I'm not seeing that in my own anecdotal evidence. And now we have stats. So married men want a no judgment zone, want clean, want emotional, want the, and want their sex workers to really climax as well. So I thought it was really interesting. This is Turned On with Sue and John. Listener question. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, Best way to get in touch is find our contact information on our website, turnedonpodcast.com. And when you're there, also make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. This person wants to know, Sue, they have pretty much lived Fifty Shades of Grey, but they want more. Much of what they find, they say, does not hit the wetness meter. (laughs) Well, some of it's about erotica and you're not reading the Fifty Shades. And for some people... If you're new, Fifty Shades was like OMFG. It's like way out there. And for people who are in the kink community, it was like, meh, you know, meh. So she had a red room. That's the only part that was cool. And, you know, what they did was they published for the first time in mainstream literature a contract, which I thought, oh, that's so smart. There was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot about the conversations that started thanks to Fifty Shades of Grey that I applaud. But yeah, it's. It's I couldn't very finish much a beginner's. it. And, I know. and it takes a lot for me not to be able to finish something because it was so badly written. Uh-huh. I screamed. I've anyway. got a friend who actually took the book back to the bookstore. It was so badly written. <laughs> it is so badly written. Yes. Yeah. So somebody asked about new erotica and you need to join our pervy book club. Oh my God. We're reading, we're reading, um, uh, Confessions of Clarissa, which is about a British girl who decides she needs some money and does is becomes a phone sex operator. Mm. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So, I know. Pervy Book Club. If you send me an email, suetsexwithsue.com, I'll add you to the Pervy Book Club list. We even supply the book. Like, which book club does that? Anyway, but they're saying that The Beautiful Bastard by Christina Lauren, a tension-filled story of an intern and her demanding boss. Beautiful Bastard is a compelling read that explores power dynamics and forbidden desires. (gasps) The Siren, (laughs) Tiffany Rice, one of my personal favorites. Ooh, I loved that one. Yeah, complex relationship with a man named Soren. Gripping tale of love, dominance, and self-discovery. And the sex, OMG, it was so hot. Oh, it was so hot. The Black Dagger Brotherhood by J.R. Ward. I was there at Paranormal Remotes and Vampires. I, and I like normally like that stuff. I was like, meh. Wasn't, it wasn't so good. But we have two that we're doing, we did in the book club. One is from the Miles... Hi series and we just did the stopover (laughs) and it was fun and then there's another series called the salacious players and they are uh yep we've all agreed that we need to read the rest in the series so we're trying to it's the hard we're doing clarissa this this month but it's really hard to get it down to just one so if you're struggling to find a replacement and anything is going to be better than 50 shades and then if you want to act out you know you are in the kink community my friend i think you would you know what would be your you know advice if you read it and go oh i want to do something well it depends on where your interests lie um but my favorite book as kind of a a, a beginner's guide if you will is the training of O. Ooh, okay you're right that is the training yeah it, it, and it's a good suggestion and if you're trying to go on fet life people most people who are not kind of in a sex positive environment or haven't been explored, have no idea. I was talking about it at my group therapy group where I facilitate a pretty large group therapy talking about where you can go 
And they were like, I've never heard of FetLife. And I'm like, it's the Facebook for kinky people. How come you never heard of it? Their marketing is shit. It but is. FetLife, it is shit. It is. FetLife.com, it's free. And you can put up a profile. And the pictures are pretty vibrant. And if you want to pay, you get like some of the best amateur porn I've seen around in That's a long true. time. That is true. And there's also that some really true. good writing going on there, too. That's what I sort of found. Uh, FetLife started with photos, but it has really gravitated to a lot of people um, writing some really amazing blogs blogs and stories. So for that, I cannot begrudge FetLife, but yes, by by and large, their marketing is terrible. Their marketing is terrible. So go check it out. It would be a great place to start. And I've given you some naughty books. And if you want some and you want to read Clarissa and talk to a bunch of really pervy people (laughs) by Zoom, you can turn off your camera, change your name, be Wilma Flintstone. It's all good. Join (laughs) us at... uh, just send me an email, Sue, at sexwithsue.com. There you go. If you want to connect with me on FetLife, feel free to add me. I am Megahertz. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I am, um, what's mine? Mistress in Charge. Mistress what? in Charge. Wait, you're on FetLife? I have a Sex with what? Sue profile, but I also have one called Mistress in Charge. Yeah. <laughs> I learned so much on this podcast. Turned on with Sue and John. Online at TurnedOnPodcast.com. Where's my breaking news sound effect? That'll have to do. The show really needs a bigger budget. Uh, New details just in about lasting longer Sue McGarvey. Yes. Everybody asks about it, right? The the whole idea, it's still one in four, 25% of people. And, you know, I always always talk. One of my favorite all-time interviews. And I did, I talk about my, my Parisian madam who, you know, I used my sort of butchered French and she used her butchered English. And we had this really interesting <laughs> conversation. And then I talked to a, um, a woman in a part of, a part of, it's almost at the Welsh border in, in the UK. And so she had this sort of Welsh accent and she ran a house where they teach men to last longer. So she and, you know, I don't know, six or seven women that run this group, you come, you, I think you spend like 2000 pounds for the weekend and they'll feed you and they give you a room and then they torment you. They teach you about your, and they, they put on tens machines to, you know, to control the muscle tension. Mm. They give you Viagra Cialis, which helps because for a lot of guys who are, who aren't lasting longer, what happens is sometimes their erection starts to go. So their body wants to come because it's a biological imperative. So they start coming faster. Right. So they put them on, on pretty heavy doses of Cialis for the weekend. And then they give them an, um, some of the anti-anxiety meds, the SSRIs also will delay ejaculation. So they'll do that. Then they'll do, you know, penis exercisers, Kegel muscle floor, delay creams and torment them all weekend. They are allowed to come once as the weekend is winding up. Once. And their job once. Okay. And their job is to teach you some control. So by the end of the weekend, you've spent your 2000 pounds, gone to beautiful countryside home in in Wales or just really close to it. And there you go. You have learned to last longer, <clears throat> but it's really, you know, the, the sort of general, if you're not going to do that, what you want to do is I like the, the anti, the anti-anxieties and SSRIs will actually work. The understanding getting some high end Cialis that will work. There's something called peaking, which is a key component in tantric sex, which it's not quite edging, but it's understanding where you get to the point of no return. They talk about masturbating more. They talked about, ooh, our delay cream, our permissant, that delay cream that we talked about. You love that stuff. Yeah, it's so good. The female orgasm or the delay cream are particularly good 
in helping, you know, helping Bassett. We, I must, I must have sold a whole bunch. I had a whole bunch of samples of that permissive. I sold them at the naughty Christmas market. <laughs> so if you stick around with us, you need to know. Understand your sexual anxiety and find a sex position that you can control. So there's a whole, I have a whole handout on it. I actually did it because it's one of the most common questions I got as a sex therapist. And on my website, I've done an audio. Like if you were a fly in the wall where I just did, you know, a sort of a 90 minute session on how to last longer, I have it. And if you are free, you know, you're doing this, you're going to be able to do And we're starting a whole new series of all these videos about being better in bed. And we are going to train you up. So you are going to be a rock star. Turned On with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. We are off to the kinky confessional in moments. But first, another listener question to Sue at SexWithSue.com. All of our contact information, of course, and our kinky confessional at TurnedOnPodcast.com. This person says uh, their partner is so worried about a Me Too situation, he will not initiate sex. And I'm finding that a lot. I'm finding that in the dating world. Oh man, I'm trying to get women to sort of open the door and approach men first, make the first move because guys are just paralyzed and I feel really badly for them. You know, they have to initiate, but understand all those and and all those signals and they get pushed away. And a lot of them are like, screw it. I'm not dating anymore. Or in some cases, not even initiating sex because when I want sex, he's quite accommodating. Although I have to explicitly tell him what I like but he never tells me what he likes because if he says something, it may be taken the wrong way. He's no longer, you know, doing the crazy, wild, you know, funky, interesting sex that she liked because he's been paralyzed. And there's been so many things saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't yep. do this, yep. that it becomes, it just, it just becomes fractured. And I think that is happening more and more. So what I would do is, you know, I I like the contract idea that we were talking about with Fifty Shades. Write him a deal saying, look, I'm going to put it in writing. I am not going to tell you about here are my limits. Here's my good, you know, good things. We're going to have a safe word, but I would like you to tell me what you want. I would like you to initiate. And we've put it in writing that I am not going to, it's not going to get weird and that we're okay and that we are going to go forward with this and to really rev him up and say, I'm not going to finish you until you take initiative. I'm not going to do this. You know, I would get get him to the point of where he's turned on and say, your turn. And again, I like the idea of a contract, but it, it saddens me that we've gotten to the stage that people don't feel safe enough with their, like I can understand in the world at large, but with your own friggin' partner, that's hard. So we need to uh, make, you know, I remember my, you know, my my kids are in their 20s and they said to me, I'm so glad, mom, that you raised us in a sex positive environment. I see my friends paralyzed by sex and by the thought of it and not being able to communicate or talk about consent or be able to articulate that. And I think that's why people, you know, need, need more turned on podcasts. Turned on with Sue and John. New episodes every week. Fellow parishioners, welcome to the Kinky Confessional. Things you wish you could scream from the rooftop and tell the world, but the world just doesn't work like that. Well, we work like that. So you've got a safe space to confess whatever you would like to. 
If you go to turnedonpodcast.com, there's no email address required. There's no phone number required. Nothing. You just fill in the blank and tell us what you would like us to tell the world about you. All right. Kinky confessional today. Uh, we got a couple of submissions beginning with this one. I would love my wife to smother me with her boobs, belly, and butt. If I die, I die happy. That's a big one. A lot of guys <laughs> want to be smothered. Yeah. And, and yeah, absolutely. And we're all afraid we're going to crush you because, you know, that's why I know so many women and it's it's interesting because I'm doing the over 40 dating and they all want guys that weigh more than them, you know, even when they're lying about it. So it's this idea that, and, and, but guys are like, no, like bring it on, like Uh smother me, please. That would be awesome. So I think that that piece is really important that to understand that, yeah, we all want, you know, we all have secret things and it's okay to ask that you want to, you know, you want to motorboat those boobs. You want them, you know, to put right over your face. I so want you a butt breathe. on my face where it can, yeah, where I can't breathe. Listen, before well, you, you, before you do that, out, right. As long as your hands are free, you can't be tied up and do it. Cause then you can't tap out, but <laughs> that's the thing before you get into that, make sure you've got some form of communicating that. Okay. <laughs> it's all well and good that we're doing this, but I really honestly can't breathe. <laughs> like yes. this is a dangerous well, there, situation. Yeah. Well, there's that. And, and the idea that you want to, yeah, you want, you want to try some new stuff and you have a safe word or a safe thing or an ability to go, I really like this and not to get too far so that they're turning blue. But uh, I think First it's fun. First time I was ever smothered, I went to see a dominatrix and um, you know what, Sue? No, this is the kinky confessional for our listeners. This is not the kinky confessional for the hosts. <clears throat> I almost went too far. (laughs) I almost revealed too much. Oh, well, I know a number of people who want that story. So be prepared to be cornered at Duck Events. And uh, you can certainly certainly send him a note on on turnedonpodcast.com. Suffice to say uh, to our writer, um, I get it. All right. I get it. There you go. There's something very hot about that. All right. Next up in the kinky confessional, this person writes, I received a special gift from my wife for my 38th birthday. Unfortunately, on that day, we were in different parts of the world. Despite this, my wife wanted to fulfill our longtime fantasy. So she suggested that I hook up with a girl of my choice. Ooh. After much discussion and consideration, we invited a girl to my room for that night. The condition of this was that my wife would watch while we were intimate. Okay. When the girl arrived, after establishing a good rapport, I gradually asked if she was okay with me video calling my wife. She agreed with the condition that we wouldn't record the session. Things began. My wife enjoyed observing everything happening. At one point, both the girl and I asked my wife to join and pleasure herself. She agreed immediately, mentioning she was already aroused. Uh, Despite being miles apart in different cities and countries, we managed to satisfy each other. All three of us were moaning simultaneously. We engaged in this twice in a short span, with my wife present and once alone, just the two of us on the couch. It was the perfect gift I had always wanted. It would have been an awesome threesome if we'd been together on that day. I'm still looking forward to that day. Upon returning home, discussing the hookup encounter aroused both of us. Surprisingly, without my notice, she recorded the video using another device and reminded me of that day repeatedly it's all about reliving that sexual experience Ooh, ooh. well you know i and and this is a judgment-free zone so we're not going to talk about you know recording it secretly as long as you don't post it about somebody else okay (laughs) yeah yeah, because no this is your thing and i'm excited for you i am too but yes yeah you got to be that's a slippery slope the recording when you shouldn't be recording 
Yep. Uh, but we need to, but you need to feel like this is your secret thing and it's fun with your partner it and is. go do it your is. threesome. And there's lots of people. There are tons and tons and tons of people who are exhibitionists. Like I know a whole bunch, especially the swingers or anybody in that industry love having being videoed, love oh, yeah. it. And if you're having trouble finding somebody, pay for it. Spend your $200 that you would have bought on a birthday gift, get somebody and they're going to be fine with you recording it. Fine. Cause it's their, their business. I also so find get, one that is. I also get how you'd want a little souvenir of that. I would too. So I, I, I'd be right there with you. Yeah. Yep. The kinky confessional. And we're here to just hear and listen and go, wow, that sounds like fun. You will find the Kinky Confessional on our website, turnedonpodcast.com. Again, no email required, no phone number required, no identifiers whatsoever. You can just confess whatever kinky confession you want us to read on Turned On with Sue and John. I'm days away from finally booking myself a little trip to Florida. I'm going to be just south of Tampa Bay in Sarasota. You have some information that is very, very timely in this regard. You have details of Tampa's famous swingers club. Where am I going, Sue? You're going to something called Eyes Wide Shut, which is spelled E-Y-Z. And it is a blindfold, you know, sort of emphasis. They have these blindfold parties that apparently are epic. Mm. They're dungeon. And for the longest time, I've said this about, about secrets in Florida, secrets hideaway and this one's sort of not a little bit, it's just a little bit down the highway, an hour and a bit to Orlando. How that for a lot of times there weren't swingers and kink together because the swingers were all touchy feely. The kink were all like, we need our boundaries and, and the two together, but they, they tend to coexist. And Florida's the bigger, biggest swinging capital. And they had the list of, you know, best, biggest swinging places, which include Tampa and Orlando and where the villages are and uh, you know El, you know so it's it's interesting to know but what they have is a lot of groping places where it's dark because the eyes wide shut or it's blindfolded you know that was certainly the made famous with the foam parties and they guess they have a little room it's 20,000 square feet like they get 700 people wow. in it. and so they have one that's a kind of a hydro thing where you can go in the shower and they'll put foam in and so you can't see who's touching you because you're all stuck in foam. I know they do that at Temptations and Desire. And they're very well known for their glory holes. And this part of Florida along, you know, along the four between Tampa and Orlando is considered a mini Vegas. You know, what goes on there stays there. So it's understanding that you can go and have these eyes wide shut, the whole blindfold scenes that you saw. You know, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, right? That movie was a little creepy, but this one is supposed to be about making sure you have your sexual fantasies fulfilled. Turned on with Sue and John. Turnedonpodcast.com. Next up, are you not having sex because you are angry? Mm. Well, we want to have angry sex. We want to have, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was mad say. Make- yeah, makeup sex is really fun, especially if you've got lots of energy. What they're saying is that there was a uh, there was a study done that talked about why people aren't having sex, and they said that one of the leading answers to the question when they polled couples was anger. It's you know anger that couples aren't even aware of of having to each other. You know they're they're resentful. They've had you know it's not obvious. It's not like infidelity or abuse. Mm. It's micro incidents of disappointment. Forget to take out the garbage. Come home late. They add up and become a hidden range. It's resentment is what it is. Sure. 
And the result, you don't want your partner to touch you because deep down you're furious and you're not even aware of it. It's not easy to have or want sex with someone you're angry with. And a lot of relationships that there are stored anger that neither party knows is there. And I thought it was a really interesting thought. And, you know, this idea that, that you know, I, I had a, a client, I remember him vividly, and the couple's talking and she's saying, you know, this and this and this. And he, you know, he was mad that, you know, she was doing all this stuff and wasn't having sex and it was Christmas. And he's like, I don't care about Christmas. I just want to have sex. And she's like, you haven't done anything. And he's like, well, why is me not doing the dishes impacting my sex life? And she and I looked at each other and he's had done nothing around the house and they have kids and she's exhausted and she's working. And he was expecting the, you know, the marriage that his parents had where his wife, his mother was home and took care of everything and had that traditional marriage, but economics that we live in a place where everybody needs to work. And he didn't get it. He didn't have any understanding that she was that resentful and didn't want to have sex. And I remember the, the conversation vividly. And he, I spent, you know, a long time trying him to get him to understand. And ultimately he didn't get it. He really didn't get it. And the marriage ended because mm. he wanted sex. She wanted help. This is Turned On with Sue and John. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors at Eden Fantasies. The best way to connect with them is click the banner at turnedonpodcast.com. It'll take you right to their website. Um, in fact, can we use this person's name, Sue? First name, yep, okay. I think so. Uh, Earl, thank you for contacting the show. Earl says, I listened to your podcast. You mentioned water penis pumps. Yes, we did last week. Uh, said they were proven to be effective. I'm considering ordering one of these pumps. I have problems with erections, and I've talked to you one-on-one about the issue. Are these considered legal in Canada? I want to order one from Eden Fantasies Online. In fact, they have uh, the Hydro Enlarger right now on their website, which I think is probably ideal for exactly this situation, Sue. Right. It's about basically it was t- we're talking about exercising your penis. If you didn't hear the interview, go to last week's episode. But it it really about emphasizing your muscle tone and that there isn't a penis barbell. I keep thinking I should invent one, but this is the closest thing that you have. And it's going to maintain your erections as you get older. So we love Eden Fantasy. They gave us all of those tickling panties, right? Vibrating panties. They call it yep. the ca- ca- nectar. Um, go check them out. And they're great because they're partner directed. And I certainly had <laughs> they're a blast how to get through Christmas with your family. Yeah, it was uh, it was really fun. So I want to thank our friends at Eden Fantasy, who we love, who've got a very European view of sex and sex positivity. And uh, go check them out if you're looking for something new to, uh, to enhance things, including including the new hydro and it's, it's giganticized this penis pump. Eden fantasies, F A N T A S Y S.com. It's probably just easier. Like I said, uh, head to our website since you're already there anyway, turned on podcast.com and click their banner. Thank you again. Eden fantasies. Turned on with Sue and John online at turned on podcast.com. Since I happen to have a sex therapist handy right here, uh, the most common questions sex therapists get asked. Sex therapist, Sue McGarvey, what are they? Well, I, you know, I went through some old notes for, you know, getting through this to get this show. And I have, you know, I have volumes of stuff from years of doing this. I bet. And I had, it, had a file called questions for sex therapists <laughs> and questions I had gotten in session because um, some of them made me spit out my coffee. So I wanted to share them with you. So here's the, you know, I've had ones where people have said, hey, hey, doc, will you take a look? 
And the truth is a sex therapist, you know, is, is it, it's a psychological scenario where you sit on one chair or the couch and I sit on another and we talk about it and I give you, I project manage it and give you resources and, and help you through the process. So we fix whatever's going on for you, usually in six sessions or less, but they had, but a lot of the questions were, are happy endings included in this or are you single and available? Oh yeah. I've had, I've had lots of people. Oh yeah. Do you, how often do you clean this couch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I can get that. I, yeah, I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It says, I'm going to cry. I, I always have boxes of Kleenex. I used to go through a box every week. You know, are you uncomfortable if I talk about sex? No, I'm a sex therapist. There really is anything, you know, if you unless, unless you're sort of documenting abuse that is going to upset me. Right. Will I die from being horny? That's, you know, it's a lot of people want it to be turned off. Have you ever had anal? They're asking me that, right? I'm like, I, I'm like, as you said, it's not about me; it's about you. And I'm like, all right, here's the, here's the, the all of the information, and I'm not going to answer that question. But the truth is, anything I talk about, there's an expression: if you haven't walked it, don't do it. So read what you think into that. Mm. Maybe you and I should have sex so my wife can see where she's going wrong. That was an actual question. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, I thought it was funny. I thought we needed to share. You know, forget the, the Florida man this week. We're talking about crazy questions sex therapists have been asked. Turned on with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. A listener question, Sue, what's the corkscrew position? Ooh, the corkscrew position. It's its actually one of the things that is most, it, it came up in social media and now it's like one of those things that's Googled. And the truth is I had to Google it because somebody's given an old position a name because they're the same positions have been done in the Kama Sutra, you know, 4,000 years ago. So don't worry about it. Right. So here it is. The penetrating partner starts by kneeling above the receiving partner who is laying on their back and straddles one of their leg. The bottom partner can then wrap they're both their legs around the top partner's waist or keep the bottom legs stretched out, whichever's more comfortable. Okay. Similarly to missionary position, one partner is lying down and it, it works on, you know, this sort of open area. What it is, it's great position for strap on sex. Or if you want to try pegging for the first time, I it's also ideal with people with mobility issues because you can stay flat on your back with your hips propped up by a pillow or a sex wedge. But if you're if the partner's on the back and their legs are up, the other person's kneeling and you kind of have to lift your bottom up in order to get that pegging thing going on. Because sometimes the angle, it's so the angle is the worst part in, you know, any kind of anal penetration is the worst part is just getting the angle right. So corkscrew position helps, especially if you have those sex wedges. You can also get them on Eden Fantasies, which is on the Turned On podcast link at the bottom because the sex wedges mm, are worth it. Thanks for tuning in and getting turned on with Sue and John. New episodes every week. To get in touch, find us online at turnedonpodcast.com. Until next time, stay naughty.